Hello and welcome to the Disney Plus Princess Podcast. I am Meredith, an avid podcast listener, a theme park lover, and a believer in all Disney magic. The point of this podcast, if nothing else, is to keep me accountable as I work my way through all of the Disney animated films available on Disney Plus. That means no Song of the South, but honestly, I'm not sure if that needs to come out of the vault anytime soon. I've loved Disney for my entire life and have been to Disney World many, many times. Disney's biggest draw for me is the magic, that absolutely captivating, engaging magic that pours from everything this company produces. Whether it's a motion picture, an animated film, a theme park attraction, or even a mini golf course, everything has one little spark that I connect with. I'm very excited that Disney Plus has been released and that I now have the ability to watch almost every movie on my phone. I must admit that this wasn't a challenge I came up with on my own. A YouTuber I followed for years, The Tim Tracker, completed this challenge and it's always stuck with me to attempt it someday. You can also join me on this challenge by watching one to two movies a week and experiencing the Disney magic along with me. All you need is faith, trust, and Disney Plus. Now, I'll share my proposed structure for these episodes, but as this is my podcast, I can skip, scratch, or add anything, whatever I want, which is the beauty of recording alone. We'll start with an overview of anything major happening in the world, whether it be politics or pop culture, as it may have an effect on the film itself. Then I'll share some info on what was happening with Walt and his various studios at the time, along with any facts or innovation made during production of the film. Then I will share some of my favorites, such as a favorite character, a favorite scene, a favorite piece of animation and song. If you, the listener, can help with this in any way, it would be greatly appreciated as not only do I love to hear myself talk, I also want to cover anything that you're interested in and would like to hear from me. Maybe you'd like to hear more about villains or any hidden Mickeys or Easter eggs in the film that I noticed. The best way to contact me would be through my Instagram, which you should also follow. I am at Disney Plus Princess Pod. You can also find this information in the show notes. Our final two segments will cover my opinion on timelessness and an overall ranking within all the films I've watched so far. So, without further ado, let's get on with the show. Today, we're watching Disney's first ever feature-length film, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. So, what was going on in the world in 1937? FDR was sworn in for his second term as President of the United States. Of Mice and Men by John Steinbeck was published. The Hindenburg exploded and Amelia Earhart disappeared. The coronation of King George VI and Queen Elizabeth took place and Spam was created. Lastly, the Golden Gate Bridge and the Lincoln Tunnel opened. As for the movie itself, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves premiered in December of 1937 and was released nationwide the following year. It was originally produced by Walt Disney Productions and released by RKO Radio Pictures. The film is based on the classic German fairy tale by the Grimm Brothers. It had an international earning of $8 million during its initial release and briefly held the record for the highest grossing sound film of all time. The film was released in theaters multiple times and was eventually released on home video during the 1990s. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs is one of the top 10 performing films in North American box office history and is the highest grossing animated film of all time when adjusted for inflation. Development began in early 1934 and was originally slated to be produced on a budget of $250,000. Walt Disney had to mortgage his house to finance the film, which eventually cost almost $1.5 million. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs was the first full-length Cell animated feature film, in addition to being the first Disney animated feature film. Cell, spelled C-E-L, animation, 
also known as hand-drawn animation, is an animation style where each frame is drawn by hand. Snow White was nominated for the Best Musical Score at the Academy Awards in 1938, and the following year, Walt Disney was awarded an honorary Oscar for the film. This award was unique, consisting of one normal-sized Oscar plus seven miniature Oscar statues. These were presented to Disney by Shirley Temple and can now be seen at the Walt Disney Family Museum in San Francisco. So, without further ado, let's move on to what you came here for, which is a summary of the movie. The movie opens on a storybook and sets the scene. It's explained that the queen is Snow White's stepmother and has forced Snow White to be a scullery maid. Every day, the queen consults her magic mirror by asking magic mirror on the wall who is the fairest one of all. The mirror confirms daily that the queen is the fairest in the land. In the first animated scene, the queen asks the mirror her daily question, but on this day, the mirror confirms that Snow White is now the fairest in the land at the ripe age of 14. The scene then switches to Snow White cleaning and singing to doves in the courtyard. She then begins singing I'm Wishing, where she explains that if you hear an echo from the well, your wish will come true. A prince riding past hears her singing, sneaks up on her, and begins singing one song. Snow runs away, but is eventually curious about the prince. The scene then changes to the queen sending the huntsman to kill Snow White and requests he brings back her heart in a box to prove that she's dead. The huntsman and Snow then go into the woods where Snow picks wildflowers and the huntsman plots her demise. He then sneaks up on her while she's speaking to a bird and warns her of the queen's intentions, suggesting she leaves through the woods and never returns. This is followed by a fantastic animated scene where Snow White is frightened by everything around her in the woods. She eventually collapses in a clearing where animals surround her. Snow sings a smile and a song as the animals lead her to a cottage in the woods. At this point, I realized that in my first watch through the movie, I hadn't noticed that Snow White is always rhyming. I also enjoyed the noticeable multi-plane camera action in these scenes. When Snow White and the animals get to the cottage, Snow White just enters without invitation and brings all the animals inside with her. Snow then says, if I clean, maybe they'll let me stay. Yeah, right. She then begins the song, Whistle While You Work, which has wonderful animation, but does drag on slightly. Then we move to the mine, where we meet the dwarves for the first time. They begin by singing the classic tune, Hi-Ho, and we see some wonderful animation of the dwarves working with gems. The dwarves then end their workday and begin marching home, where Snow White has since fallen asleep across three of the dwarves' beds. The dwarves then return home to their front door open, a very clean house, and a sneaking suspicion that someone has broken into their home. Snow White has left the stove on and gone to bed, which is very irresponsible and concerning, especially since this house has a thatched roof. The dwarves eventually gather the courage and go upstairs to discover the sleeping Snow White. Once they learn she's the princess, they melt and welcome her into their home. Also in the scene, Snow White guesses which dwarf is which. I loved this scene and thought it was a really lighthearted way to confirm their identities. Snow White then tries to feed the dwarves. The dwarves have bathed, quote, recently, which is horribly concerning considering they're grown men. We then move into the song titled Bloodle Uddle Um Dum, where the dwarves learn to clean themselves. I really enjoyed the animation in this scene. We then move back to the queen, who asks the mirror who is the fairest in the land, to which the mirror replies that Snow White is still the fairest. The queen then begins her plot to take down Snow by making a potion with ingredients like mummy dust, an old hag's cackle, and a thunderbolt. We then go into a terrifying scene of the queen turning into the old hag. This led me to question why this was shown to me as a small child and who thought this was okay. This must be why I'm very intrigued by horror films as an adult. Anyway, we switch back to the cottage where we enter a contrasting scene of the dwarves and Snow White playing music and dancing. 
Some great animation takes place during this scene where the dwarves sing the silly song. For example, Grumpy is playing an organ with an incredibly detailed pipes. Then, Sneezy and Dopey get into a trench coat and dance with snow. Following this, she tells them the story of her falling in love with the prince, where she sings, Someday my prince will come. I find this very comedic because, in true Disney fashion, Snow White fell in love with the prince after meeting him one time and singing one song. We then go back to the witch who makes her famous poison apple. She mentions that the curse will be reversed with true love's kiss. We then, again, go back to the cottage. Snow White says goodbye to the dwarves the next day as they head to work. Doc warns her not to let any strangers into the house. It's during this scene that I notice two things. One, Grumpy is starting to soften the snow. And most importantly, two, Sneezy is probably just suffering from seasonal allergies. Snow is making a pie when the queen slash hag creeps into the window and scares the crap out of her. The queen starts offering Snow the apple until a bunch of birds attack the hag, since animals know everything and could see right through her terrifying disguise. Snow then brings the, quote, frail and fragile old hag into the house. The animals speed through the woods over to the mine to get the dwarves to come back and save Snow. But they're too late. Snow has already bit the apple and fallen unconscious in the time it took them to get back. The dwarves then chase the queen up a mountain, where she tries to crush them with a boulder. Instead, the queen falls down the other side of the mountain and is crushed by said boulder. Again, I question how this was shown to me as a child. After defeating the queen, the dwarves return home and warn Snow White. They cannot bear to bury her, so they built her a coffin out of glass. The prince hears of the girl in the glass coffin and comes to find her. He then kisses Snow White, which raises a lot of questions about kind of person he is. She wakes up, they ride off into the sunset, they live happily ever after, and the movie ends with the classic, The End. So, what did I think? I actually really enjoyed it. To be honest, I had gotten through about a decade of films before deciding to start over for the podcast, and when looking at my initial rating, I felt this was much lower on the list than it should be. The music was delightful, the animation was revolutionary for the time, and the story was truly enchanting. It was also absolutely terrifying. Some scenes were jarring and unsettling, such as the queen dying or Snow White being chased through the woods. This movie is also much darker than many modern films. But then again, it was also very lighthearted and charming at some points. Scenes such as Snow White and the dwarves dancing, the animals cleaning, and the animals getting the dwarves to rescue Snow White were comedic and a huge contrast from the darker scenes. The dwarves were delightful. I especially enjoyed Sneezy and Doc this time around. I also used to question those whose favorite character was Grumpy, but he's actually very heartwarming and watching his and Snow's relationship grow brought a smile to my face. That being said, let's move into some of my favorites from the film. First up, my favorite character, which surprisingly is Snow White. To be frank, I always thought of Snow White as boring, domesticated, and unbelievable. But on this rewatch as an adult, my opinion has drastically changed. Snow White is a genuinely good character, and that's the best word to describe her. She's just plain good. She's no independent Elsa or hardworking Tiana, but for a woman of the 30s, her impeccable housekeeping and beautiful singing was obtainable and relatable. You also have to remember that she was designed to be 14 years old. She's still a child. Her innocence and kindness are what make her such a charming character. I really enjoyed connecting with Snow and seeing her in a different light than I had in the past. An honorable mention here would be literally every woodland creature animated in this film. I love animals and I felt they were so charming and wonderful. As for my favorite scene, I really enjoyed Snow White running from the Huntsman. This truly terrifying scene would almost never have made it into a modern animated Disney film. It really captured the horror you would feel being lost in the woods. 
I also love the quirkier animations, such as the log alligators and the tree faces. Additionally, Snow's facial expressions are iconic in this scene. Lastly, the multi-plane camera's use in this scene was exceptional, and I loved being able to see the layers. Honorable mention for favorite scene in Snow White would be the wholesome dancing scene with Dopey and Sneezy in the trench coat. For my favorite piece of animation, it would have to be Dopey with the diamonds in his eyes. This is such a cool piece of animation. How many eyes and how many times did the animator have to draw this? It's such an iconic piece of animation being featured in multiple park attractions around the world. This is just another example of how lighthearted this film can be. An honorable mention for favorite piece of animation would have to be the noses over the edge of the bed when the dwarves are discovering snow for the first time. Surprisingly, my favorite song is Whistle While You Work. This movie has so many great classic songs. I think the animation in this scene solidified this as my favorite, though. The cleaning animals were delightful to watch, and those cleaning incorrectly made me giggle quietly to myself as I was watching this on the train. The lyrics aren't revolutionary by any means, but the tune is catchy and kept me whistling long after the song ended. In second place for favorite song, we would have Hi Ho, which will always be the film's most notable song and caused my mom to christen the dwarves as The Hose. So, does this stand up to the test of time? Absolutely. All aspects of this movie are just fun and charming. There's no racism, which is great to see in these early films. But don't worry, we will definitely be seeing some shortly. So, since it's the first movie and the first episode for this series, I will have to rank it as number one. I hope you enjoyed the first episode of the Disney Plus Princess podcast. I'm so excited to have you join me on this journey. I encourage you to follow along with me on both Disney Plus and on Instagram. Again, I'm at Disney Plus Princess Pod. Please also subscribe on whatever platform you prefer and where possible, rate and review so more Disney fans can join us. Thank you so much for listening and have a magical day. Mm-hmm.